Well, it's good to have you back. Another edition of Death Taxes and Duval alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Bowyer. The Jaguars fall to one and one on the season. Just a terrible offensive effort and, frankly, game plan uh, in a loss that uh, I guess you could make the case that came a couple of inches here and a couple of inches there uh, from putting up points. But still, uh, they do lose to Kansas City. And uh, Hayes, want to welcome your sponsor, but I'll, I'll also add that when you take a look at the best coaches in the NFL, it's usually Belichick and Andy Reid. And I don't think there's any doubt that the coaching advantage and game plan went to Kansas City on Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's something where you have to ask if if Andy Reid is in Doug Peterson's head, which isn't uncommon, you know, for coaches that have worked for another. Uh, he's now 0-4. Uh, which, you know, I mean, again, Andy Reid's got the best player in football and Patrick Mahomes. But uh, I, I do wonder if there's if there's something to that. Uh, I do want to thank John Spicklemeyer before we get kick started here. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give him a call for all your car insurance needs. Uh, I can tell you what he's going to he can save you a bunch of money. He has saved me a bunch of money. He's getting ready to save me more money because my policy just came in and I'm going to have John shop it, shop it. Uh, so I'm going to give him a call at 471-7155 and see if he can get me the lowest rate like he always does. And uh, certainly looking forward to that. So uh, give my buddy John Spicklemeyer a call. 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Rick, I, I think it's a big factor. If, if I mean, again, they may not see the Chiefs again. Uh, obviously, it would have to take place in the tournament. Uh, who knows? But the Jaguars kind of feel to me... I hate to throw out like a tennis reference when we're talking Jaguars NFL, but bear with me. I don't know if you remember like 15 years ago, like Roger Federer couldn't win the French Open because every mm-hmm. year Rafael Nadal won the French Open. And then there was like one year where this guy named Robin Soderling somehow upset Nadal in the semifinals. And so Federer only had to beat Soderling to win the French Open. And he was able to do it. He beat Soderling, he won the French Open, got the career, you know, Grand Slam. Uh, and uh, that's what it almost feels to me like if the Jaguars are going to win the AFC and win the Super Bowl, they're going to need somebody, they're going to need a Robin Soderling to knock the Chiefs out of the tournament. Because I don't think yeah. the Jaguars can do it. I, I think it isn't. I think it's in Doug Peterson's head. I think it's in Trevor Lawrence's head, which is saying a lot because I don't think much gets in Trevor Lawrence's head from a negative standpoint. But I think I think when Mahomes is on the other side, they just press, feeling like they've got to put up 38 points. And what was disappointing to me Sunday is they never got a sense of the game. They The offense never, to me, kind of just said, all right, guys, let's reset it. Our defense is playing great. We don't need to score 38 today. If, if we can get to 24, that might be enough. You know, we just need to recenter ourselves. And they never were able to do it. They pressed the whole game like they were down 17. And they never were. They were. There was always a, a game, and, and certainly they had their opportunities. The offensive line, I think, is the biggest problem. I mean, those guys just aren't blocking anybody so far through two weeks. It's a massive concern. And I, I think the play calling wasn't outstanding. But, I mean, if if you're not going to block anything, you know, it's it's hard to... It's hard for any play calling to hide that. So numerous offensive issues, Rick. I guess if there's one silver lining, I mean, the defense looks good. I mean, through two games, the defense has done its job. Now, my fear is that, you know, they're going to have a letdown. But, uh, you know, but I guess if there's if there's any positive, the defense looks pretty good. 
Yeah, and who would have thought two weeks in that the problem would be on the offensive side? And I, you know, I guess that's good news because obviously that offense is uh, is fixable and it's it's going to get better. If there were massive problems right now on the defense, I think that'd be more of a carryover where you'd be wondering, all right, what's going to happen with this football team? And as you pointed out, I think there will be times this year where uh, the defense is going to rear uh, its ugly head, albeit I, I don't believe it's going to be this weekend against a ripped-apart offensive line in Houston where they've already allowed you know 11 sacks with their rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. But, yeah, it was very bothersome. I don't think they uh, tried to run uh, the football. And, you know, just everything, the, the entire design just seemed to be completely out of line. And, you know, we spent all week talking about Chris Jones. He is such a game uh, you know, he is such a uh, difference maker and you got a rookie. It's a second game and, and not to give him help, not to give him a tight end, not to give him a back and put in tank bigs. I know they did really late, but uh, to chip on a guy like Chris Jones, I mean, let anyone else. And those linebackers are really, really good in Kansas city. They're fast. And, you know, Brian Baldinger did a nice job and some others really uh, showcasing how in this football game, Kansas City, because of the pressure that they were getting, the, their defensive backs, their secondary, were really sticky. They, they were on the wide receivers. I mean, this was a game where it was tough to see Ridley getting open uh, a great deal of the time. And, and Zay, when he was healthy, and, and Christian Kirk, where typically if you can pass protect for you know another quarter of a second or what, what it may be, uh, they're allowed to finish those routes. So, that wasn't the deal. Trevor did not have a great day, and does he deserve some blame? Yes, but I mean, you gotta give the man protection, and he wasn't getting it on Sunday. So, you know, I think it all begins with running the football, and then I think it it comes down to a much better game plan on third down. I mean, you're three of twelve in consecutive weeks, twenty five percent. That's the worst third down offense in the NFL with a small sample size. I didn't think that would be the problem. I was concerned this year about red zone offense, and I was concerned about faster starts, you know, coming out of the halftime break with uh, with 14 or whatever in your back pocket. And, you know, they, they approached this game coming out after 30 minutes of play uh, with only six points on the board. So I, I do think it's fixable. Um, I, I am really forecasting uh, a breakthrough on Sunday, uh, they're getting Houston at the right time. Houston's just—they're on the—they're on the come here. They're on the rebound, and you know that offensive line is just destroyed. So, I—I I, I think Jacksonville's going to be able to create some pressure, uh, despite some injuries they have on their defensive line. Get the ball off in, and 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 really be able to run their offense. I'm looking for a balanced attack where they run the ball more than 30 times on Sunday, and I, I think Travis Etienne's going to have his biggest game of the year. I was looking a little bit earlier today. I actually put it on Twitter. He's, his total yards, are, uh, uh, as far as rushing, is 62. And I, I think that he's going to get himself, you know, 16, 17, 18 carries. I expect him to go over the 62 yards. And, you know, I think Jacksonville's going to drop more than 30 points in this victory. Yeah, I think it's a good call. You were in the locker room uh, yesterday. Uh, who'd you interview, and what was the vibe like? Mostly defensive players, um, and uh, you know, I—it's—I it, don't want to say that they did their job because as a team they lost, but I think there's 
you know, a, a lot of focus on where they are and where they can be. And, you know, Josh Allen was talking about their goal is every single time they go out on the football field, it's to get a takeaway and give that ball back to Trevor and the offense. And, you know, through two games, they have six takeaways. Granted, special teams have come into play uh, for a couple of them, one per game. So that that is obviously uh, promising. But, you know, defensively, uh, they are doing a nice job. Also talked with Devin Lloyd uh, about this. And, you know, I, I know it's been discussed, but, Hayes, the one thing that, that really seems different from a year ago with this, with this defense is, uh, and it's the exact opposite of what we just talked about with the offense, which you would have expected that they would be much more in, in a positive growth and flow. It, it feels like the defense this year under Mike Caldwell they they understand where they're supposed to be, and, and there's not a lot of lack of miscommunication and indecision, which I think you know came into play last year when you had a first year co- coordinator, you had a first year green dot, um, you know, in a loicon and trying to keep guys like Devin Lloyd in the right position, among others. That is a noticeable difference to me. That yeah, they're still going to give up some plays, but at least this year the defense knows where they are supposed to be. Yeah, I agree, and I and I think they're going to force turnover Sunday. I mean, C.J. Stroud's yet to throw a pick in, I think, 91 attempts, which is really impressive for a rookie quarterback, and he threw for 384 last week, so certainly he's trending in the right direction. Even if that was some garbage uh, yardage, it's still impressive uh, for your second start. I, I think now he's been sacked a ton, and so my yeah. guess is what they're going to be telling him this week is, all right, CJ, we need to get the ball out. These they're going to overcorrect to the to the sacks, and I think he's going to do it as well because who wants to be you know getting hit that much? You know that he's not a big guy, uh, and so my guess is he isn't going to hold the ball as long as he's been holding it. He's going to let it fly a little bit earlier, which I think is going to lead to mistakes. And so I'll be surprised if the Jaguars don't pick off two passes. Uh, this uh, Sunday from C.J. Stroud, and that's no knock on him. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not suggesting he's a bust or anything like that. Uh, I just think that to have to have played two games and not thrown an interception yet with everything that's been put on him, because Damian Pierce has been so ineffective because of the line issues, like you mentioned. I, I think C.J. Stroud is is gonna is gonna make mistakes that the Jaguars are certainly gonna have a, an opportunity to take advantage of. Now they've got to finish the play and catch the ball. But I'll be surprised if C.J. Stroud doesn't put two or three up in prime position to be intercepted on Sunday. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like that's the way the game is going to go because it hasn't been a good start for Pierce and, and Devin Singletary. They're not able to run the ball. I think a lot of that is because, you know, they are trailing uh, in games and uh, the rookie's done a nice job as far as being able to not turn the football over. But uh, with that offensive line in just complete dire straits right now with the injuries uh, that they have, if you include the two starting centers, I mean, they're down four offensive linemen, and you know we'll have to see what happens officially with, with Laramie Tunsil, uh, their Pro Bowl left tackle, on, uh, on Sunday as well. But I, I think it's a great opportunity for the, for the Jaguars' defensive line. You know, I was thinking a little bit about Josh Allen and – he clearly wasn't the same guy when he returned with that shoulder. He just didn't have the power. And, you know, he's a team guy. He said all the right things when I talked to them yesterday. However, the other side of the brain, you know, you got to be thinking the bag is there for the taking. I got three sacks on opening day. 
this is a great opportunity for me to grab a sack, grab two sacks. The other side is, do you risk going out there and re-injuring that shoulder, you know, injure it worse than it already is? Very similar conversation we had last week with with Brandon Sheriff. So I, I thought that that was intriguing for me uh, Monday and Tuesday. My, my opinion changed on that yesterday. I, I'm now convinced that Josh Allen is going to play. And, and I, I, you know, if you were going up here against the Hogs or something like that, may, maybe that shoulder would need another week. But he's well aware because he mentioned it when I asked him the question about all the injuries on that offensive line. So that's encouraging. You know, we'll have to see what happens here with Big Foley and uh, what's going on with, with Fado Cassie. But, uh, yeah, the defensive line right now, a little bit thin, particularly with, you know, Devon Hamilton on the shelf for at least a couple more weeks. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I like the Jaguars on Sunday as well. I will say if they lose the game, uh, be ready to – hit the panic button on Sunday evening because it starts to get a little dicey if they can't beat the Texans here again. Uh, so, you know, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a crucial game for the Jaguars. You got to get back, get to two and one and, uh, and start feeling good about yourself before you head over to to London for two games. So uh, I think they will though. I don't know how pretty it'll be offensively. Cause I still think they're a little bit of a work in progress, but I think the Jaguars get it done. I think it's like twenty-four to thirteen, that kind of game. Uh, what? Do you, how do you see it, Rick? Yeah, I think they're going to go north to thirty. I, I do. I think they're going to have a big day on offense, and you know, I'm kind of looking at like a you know a thirty-one seventeen uh, victory. Uh, you, you know, I I asked I asked Devin Lloyd about it, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to play that interview today coming up after you guys. I uh, he had no idea that they had lost nine straight until they won on New Year's Day and that they've lost five straight here in Duval. It's amazing how different things are between the pro game and the college game where, you know, last week everything was Tennessee hasn't won at Florida since 2003. And, you know, could Florida State snap a seven-game losing streak this Saturday against Clemson? Streaks mean so much in college football. But when you say it to NFL players and you're a second-year guy like Devin Lloyd, you have the constant turnover with the draft. And with free agency, it just feels like the streak in the NFL because Jacksonville, you know, last week, eight in a row to Kansas City. The week before that, they had won nine out of their last times in Indy. Unfortunately, this team has a ton of streaks and they're all bad, but it doesn't register with the players the way it does on a Saturday in college football. Yeah, no doubt about it. I want to thank John Spicklemeyer. Oh boy, Notre Dame. John Spicklemeyer, a proud alum, former player for the Fighting Irish under Lou Holtz. Oh, does he have a big game Saturday night when the Buckeyes come calling in South Bend? Uh, That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think I like Notre Dame in that game. Um, They're a three and a half point underdog. I certainly would take the points. And uh, in in the Fighting Irish, really like Sam Hartman, and so anyway, I know John Spicklemeyer is going to be fired up. Give him a call four seven one seven one five five for all your car insurance needs. Let him look over your policy. Just make sure you're you've got what you you should have. Sometimes you're paying for things you shouldn't be paying for. Your life circumstances have changed. You've moved, whatever, uh, and it can affect it. So uh, let him look over your policy. One of two things going to happen. He's either going to say, "Yeah, uh, you got a good policy, stick with it," or he's going to be able to save you money like he has saved me hundreds of dollars. Give him a call four. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Hayes Carlion. Rick, how can the folks reach you and uh, get us on out of here? 
Yeah, no doubt. What a great weekend for college football as well as week three in the NFL. It's going to be hot. Jags were in white uni, so uh, make sure you hydrate. What unfortunate problems this past Sunday there inside the bank. You can get me at Baloo1010XL. For Hayes Carline, I am Rick Baloo. We always appreciate your comments. We'll check in with you next week right here on Death Taxes and Duval. I want to be some lady.